It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. This is your host, Ed Oliver, and we have a special guest, St. Louis basketball legend, Jordan. He had a workout earlier with the Washington Wizards. How are you doing today, brother? I'm doing good, man. I can't complain. How are you doing? Uh, can't complain um, at all. Just happy to have you on here. So, uh, how did your workout go today with the Washington Wizards, and uh, what what drills did they make you do? Uh, the workout was good overall. Uh, definitely high level. Uh, we only had my first workout with only three people. Uh, me and Trey Murphy and uh, Kyrie Walker was in there today, so we got after it. Uh, we started off uh, first. We walk in the gym. You kind of get 100 shots. They're trying to simulate if you come off the bench so you don't really don't warm up or nothing. You just get 100 shots right off the back, 103, to see how many you make. Mm-hmm. Then we kind of went to a uh, little ball handling drills, one-on-one full court, uh, one-on-one closeout out the corner, and uh, just different like, sets of one-on-ones. So then we got some more shots up. Then we had a two-minute run at the end. Oh, definitely. It sounds, sounds like a lot. Um, what, what was the most challenging part about the workout? Uh, the most challenging part for me was just showing up. Uh, that's the only thing that was wrong with me. Uh, just getting up and going to the gym, really nice. Not that it's not that challenging when you're doing something that you love, just playing basketball. So, yeah, right now, um, Jordan is in the airport right now. He's been traveling a lot. You know, he had a Bulls workout. You had a Nuggets workout yesterday, right? Uh, Dallas, 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 Dallas. So yeah, Jordan's been all over the place right now. Uh, how, how would you compare the Wizards workout to other teams workouts? Uh, I say the Wizards, uh, I like, I, I like how they, uh, trying to see, I'm going to say, I like how they, uh, they set up was like the first hundred shots. I kind of like that. Uh, especially they're trying to simulate to come out the bench and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time playing four court one on one, and it was kind of uh, it was my first time ever doing like a two minute run as well uh, in a workout. So they just try to push you, uh, just push your limits and see who's conditioning, who's in shape, and who's not in shape. So definitely, definitely. Jordan, he averaged ten rebounds a game, fourteen points a game. He averaged a double double two years, or actually, was it more than two years in in, in college? Uh, I think it was two. Yeah, two. Too, yeah. So, and he's he's a six three guard. How how did your did your football background help you be 
such a great rebounder at six foot three? Like what, what led you to be such an incredible rebounder at, at six foot three? Oh, I mean, I, I can give some of the football, uh, some of my credit, but just growing up playing basketball, my dad and brother uh, outside on that blacktop outside the crib, uh, man, they never let me get a rebound. So I had to like work for everything at an early age. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I kind of just, so they kind of just built that mentality in me, that aggressiveness. Just, uh, it's not going to be given to me, learn how to take the ball, mm -hmm. uh, learn how to get in positions for the rebound. So I kind of thank them a lot for getting me ready from, a, from the, the start, uh, eight to 12, getting me ready. Uh, beat me down in that parking lot, so it's starting to pay off as well. Definitely. Who would you say you modeled your game after today in the NBA? You know, Russell Westbrook. He's on the Wizards. You know, he's a, he's a point guard that led the NBA in rebounding. Um, you know, you got Bradley Bill on the Wizards as well. I've seen you know do pull up jumpers and and shoot threes off the pull up, off the catch. Um, who, who do you think you modeled your game after? Uh, this year I've been watching a lot of uh, Drew Holiday. Uh, you know, you just want to tap yourself. Uh, see a little bit of comparison to me and him in there, especially on the deepest of end. Uh, I get the Marcus Smart comparison a lot. Me and Marcus Smart got a, got a really good similar game. Uh, so, really, those two I've really been watching a lot. Uh, just trying to see the plays that they make and things like that. I also got the uh, the Dork comparison at OKC uh, on the defensive end. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. But the rest of Westbrook, uh, that's why I had zero in college. Uh, <laughs> I was just a fan of him and how he played. So that's why I put that zero on my back in, in uh, college with Russell Westbrook. Yeah, that'd be great. So how, how would it feel to play with somebody like Russell Westbrook, somebody that you looked up to or modeled your game after? I mean, man, it, it'd be amazing. Uh, just, if, I do, if I do end up in Washington, just being on the same team with Brad, uh, having like a big brother role model. You know, I played with his uh, AAU team and Brad has been the – been a big brother, to, big brother for me since the eighth grade up until now. So, mm -hmm. definitely. Uh, what what would you say separates you from other players in this draft class? I mean, I just compete. Uh, I really don't have like. You still there? Yeah, I'm right here. You hear me? Yeah, yeah I, I can hear you now. All right. Yeah, what would you say separates you from other people? We're good to go now? Yeah, we're good to go. Uh, just that I can, I don't, I don't, I don't have this one strength. Uh, I can do multiple things on the court and uh, improving my shots. I'm becoming a very better shooter than what I was in college. And uh, I say my shot. You, you still there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I was going to. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, but just, uh, like I said, just, you can hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, yeah, just being able to be a defender, uh, being able to guard multiple, multiple defenders is also a plus to have, too. Definitely. Uh, what do you think would translate from your game to help an NBA team on day one? Where do you think you fit?
Uh, from... Hey, my agent say he in the weight room too. Okay. So I was I was watching some of your film, Jordan, and it <laughs> it, 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 it looks like you you scored a lot in the post um, as a guard, as as a point guard or a combo guard. Uh, how, how do you approach the game offensively? Uh, basically, just take what the defense giving. Uh, my main goal I always try to get on that offensive glass first and just get an easy bucket so I can see one go in and get that confidence, get that vibe going. But uh, I honestly just take what the defense give me. Uh, if you put a smaller guard on you, my first option is let me go to the post. Uh, that's just a high percentage shot for me. So and I, I, I want that mismatch. So that's pretty much what I, I do if I see a smaller guy on me is just go right to the post and just uh, – Jordan, you still there? Yeah. Okay. Um, what what's some feedback that teams have given you so far? Did you uh did you get to talk to Wes Unsell Jr. today? Did you get to talk to Tommy Shepard at all? I didn't get, get a chance to talk to Wes. Uh, but I mean the feedback I got is that everybody liked me. Uh they think I'm an NBA guy, a lot of things I need to improve on. Uh, but a lot of teams said they'll be in touch, so we just have to wait and see what the process takes us. But uh, a lot of people, they, they, a lot of, a lot of good feedback I've been getting throughout this whole process. And a lot of these teams and things like that think I'm NBA ready and I can play at this level. Just a few things that I gotta correct and get better at for, uh, for summer league and hopefully training camp and end up on a roster. So I got, I got a little bit of time. Definitely. What? Yeah, he did get a, and he did get a chance at, uh, to talk with Tommy today. Tommy uh, gave us some feedback, some really positive feedback, and uh, I think that you know that was very constructive of him to do so. And uh, just wanted to kind of point that out that Tommy Tommy did like him. Uh, Frank Frank did as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. This is this is Jordan's agent, Kevin Martin. Uh, he just joined the show. Uh, he, he does have a Bucks hat on. The Bucks did have their parade today. <laughs> that's right. why I'm late. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, I, I also wanted to ask you what's what's been the most enjoyable part of the of the workouts? Has it been you know meeting different front offices, meeting different coaches? You know, having your jersey in in the uh, locker rooms. What's been the most enjoyable part? You know, going up against different competition, different guys that you know are projected lottery picks and, and different things like that. What's been the most enjoyable part? I just think the opportunity, man. Uh, where I'm coming from, a lot of people don't, don't don't get this chance, this opportunity. So just to have these NBA teams call my agent and saying, hey, bring this kid in. We want to see what he looks like. I mean, I'm just blessed right there. Uh, just, to, uh, just to see how far I came in life. Uh, just It's crazy how to, like this game of basketball can take you as far, far as you want. You can meet as many people as you want. So I think just the opportunity to go in front of these teams and just play. It's probably the biggest thing that I enjoyed the most. Yes, that, that, that is awesome. So, 
Jordan, I was I was looking at your bio again. Uh, a lot of guys get triple doubles, but you you got a quad nickel. I just want you to explain to people who have never heard of that because I I actually never heard of that before when I read your bio. I was like, what is a quad nickel? Because I've seen Draymond Green, you know, get the five 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 thing. But how did that feel? And then were your was your were your coaches during the games like Jordan? You got so and so rebounds. You got so and so assists. You just need this this and that to get the quad nickel. Like, you know, just explain that experience because you did it two times. Um, uh, I mean, the only thing that I really care about, uh, when I go to the bench is my rebounds. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of base my aggressiveness on my rebounds. So by that first media timeout, I really already should have four or five rebounds. That, that's why I always ask one of my assistant coaches back at St. Louis, how many boards I got. Uh, so if I got like one, one rebound and something ain't going right, I ain't being aggressive enough. But if I got five rebounds or something like that, that means, okay, I'm active. Uh, I'm running the floor. I'm here. I'm ready to play right now. So. Uh, but I, I really don't get caught up into all the stats and things like that, especially points. Uh, I can care less about points. Uh, I am a big fan of assists, though. Uh, it was like one stretch during the last – my last college year. I was struggling with triple-doubles for a minute. And, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I just like that feeling of seeing one of my teammates score. And uh, it actually feels good for me, too. So. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty funny because I, I saw you and your teammate, number 11, he was a big man. You guys were going back and forth about who's – Gonna get the most rebounds at St. Louis. So I, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I, I saw that you, <laughs> I saw that you declared last. I think his name was Hassan, but I, I think I saw you declare last year. Um, how how is that experience different? What did you learn from declaring for the draft? Did you get to work out with teams last year when you declared? Um, and did that teach you anything and get I, you ready even I, more? Honestly, last year I really didn't like get any experience as uh the experience that I got right now. Mm-hmm. Uh last year was kind of just like put my name in, just see who hits me up. I didn't look for an age or anything like that. Uh, I was really just testing the water. I really wanted to see what the feedback was from the uh the evaluation group. They thought the coaches told me to do what they said that's that's a big that's a big thing. So I mean the experience you know we had COVID too so you really couldn't go out there and see a lot of people uh people would bring you in so definitely yeah and I, I heard you had a pro day, and you got a lot of invites after that. What 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 do coaches really like about your pro day that you had earlier this year? I just think my ability to uh, make plays. Mm-hmm. You still there, Jordan? Yeah, his link should come back up. Okay. And Ed, I can answer that until Jordan gets back on the line too. Um, feedback after pro day was that, <clears throat> wow, we had this perception that this kid was an undersized forward. Mm-hmm. And when they got to pro day, they got a chance to see that ball handling. They got a chance to see him make moves on the ball. They got a chance to see him shoot it even better than he did in college, which wasn't great, but it was okay. Uh, at pro day, he shot it upwards of maybe 40% or higher. Um, and that really – started to resonate through a lot of the scouts and the GMs who were there. They said, hey, this kid is a whole lot different than what we thought. And, uh, you know, him being a perimeter player was a lot more interesting than him being an undersized forward, uh, you know, uh, you know, as they thought initially. But uh, I think Pro Day really helped him. It, it shot him into the stratosphere of being a, a perennial perimeter player uh, in this year's class. And so I think that's, that ultimately helped him a little bit. And then 
his work ethic over the summer, the last three months during pre-draft, him and Coach Bob McCannon have been tucked away in Raleigh, North Carolina, and Coach Oshawa Benjamin, and they just been getting shots up, man, working on repetition. Nothing was ever really wrong with Georgia mechanics. Everything looked great. It was just some minor changes of placement and uh, getting the ball up higher. And now he's at an all-time high with confidence and shooting the thing uh, like he used to before he went into college. Definitely. Yeah. The, the Wizards, they need shooters really bad. We need defenders. Uh, we were ranked 30. The Washington Wizards were ranked 30th in, in points per game allowed, 118. Basically the opposite of your bucks, uh, Kevin. But <laughs> uh, I just wanted to ask you, uh, Wes Unsell, he's a defensive-minded coach. Um, how many positions can you defend? Do you think you can defend in the, in the NBA level? Well, I know the game is switching now. Uh, I can say constantly I can guard the one, two, the three. Uh, if I get down there on that, if I get down there on that block with a four man, it all depends on who that four. Is. I try to compete my best on whoever I'm guarding. So, yeah, I'm gonna do my best to fight around and try to just make it difficult for him. Definitely. Um, where do you think you're projected to go in this year's NBA draft? Uh, well, me and my agent were talking. I'm in that 40 to 60 range and undrafted. Uh, mm. I could go undrafted, so uh, that's pretty much the range I'm in right now. Mm. And, um, you know, the G League, there's been a lot of players that come out of the G League and play really really well in the NBA and make it to all-star games. Uh, what do you think the value of the G League – how would you rate the value of the G League and, and would it still be an honor to still get – to still sign on with a team with a G League contract? Oh, I mean, as far as the G League, if that's the route I have to take, that's the route I'm going to take. I'm going to give 110 percent and just work my way up into that uh, that call up. Uh, so I think that's what the G League is for, uh, just to continue to work and develop and get keep on getting a step closer to, to the ultimate goal, and that's to play in the NBA. So definitely, definitely, Jordan. I thank you for coming on. Uh, what advice can you give to young players trying to play professional basketball these days, guys coming up through the process right now? Uh, just put the work in and, uh, don't be too cocky. Uh, just be as humble as you can. And, uh, if you, if you got a guy in your corner, just lean on him. That's most advice I can give. That's what I've been doing. Exactly. Yeah. And before you leave, I do want to, I want to, I want to shout you out for sure, because you were the all-time leader in steals at St. Louis. Um, you were all 10, all defensive team, first team, all conference. Um, you were top five in 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 in, uh, in points in, in, the, in, the, in the whole school history. So I, I definitely believe your jersey is going to be hung in the rafters. In the rafters, and uh, where where can people find you on social media, on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, I got the same uh, tag name at Good underscore zero, and I appreciate you too. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, Jordan, and thank you, Kevin. Jordan. Um, Played for St. Louis. He was an incredible point guard, 6'3", 200 pounds. I mean, he could rebound and score and do any, anything he, he felt like doing on the court. So I just want to thank you guys for coming on. Thanks, Ed. Yeah, you guys have a good one. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. My favorite flavor is cookies and cream and double chocolate. And a raspberry isn't that bad either.
Um, but if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are super, super healthy as well. Check out the macros in Built Bar. They have only 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, and only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and healthy. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, JD, so you weren't able to come in yesterday. So how do you feel about the rumors? If, if anybody was living under a rock, Mark J. Spears tweeted out that Lakers are basically LeBron, the GM of the team, is discussing a uh, sign-in trade where he would ship Kuzma, Schroeder, and uh, Taylor Horton Tucker to the Washington Wizards. We did see LeBron and uh, Russell Westbrook. It looked like they were at an AAU tournament or something like that for their son, uh, for LeBron's son or something like that. Um, so it looks like he, LeBron was try, is probably trying to tamper with Russ. How, how do you feel about the rumors? Yeah, I, I saw that uh, tweet um, on Twitter. Uh, definitely trying to do some tampering. You know, there's no GM like LeBron James. Um, but I think that the uh, I think that the article I think that the the headline is correct in exactly what it said, which is the Lakers are discussing a trade um, for Russell Westbrook. Um, look, as a Russell Westbrook fan. Are the Lakers currently a better team than the Washington Wizards? Yes. So obviously that'd be a good thing for Russell Westbrook. Um, however, yeah, I, I think it's uh, it basically means nothing. <clears throat> Personally, for me, uh, this is the way I think this went. Uh, if I was Tommy Shepard, okay, so Rob Plinka, he picks up the phone. I think I tweeted this out too. He picks up the phone. He says, hey, Shepard, I got a, I got a, uh, I got a trade proposal for you. Sure, Plinka, what you got? All right, I want Russell Westbrook, and I'll give you Dennis Schroeder and Kyle Kuzma right there. Click, hung up the phone. <laughs> that's pretty much what I think happened. Yeah, that's, that's, that was the end of that. <laughs> right, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the end. You you don't give up a a lock Hall of Famer, MVP, a person who just averaged another triple double, who who was a guard in the top ten in rebounds, who led the league in assists again three of the last four years, for Kyle Kuzma and Dennis Schroeder. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. unless Russell Westbrook went to Tommy Shepard and said, "I want out," you don't do that trade. If he's a disgruntled star, fine. What else are you going to get from anyone else? But if you're Russell Westbrook, if you're Tommy Shepard, you're not trading Russell Westbrook for basically mid-level players. I mean, I wouldn't do that personally. Uh, Westbrook fans, I know they're like, send us to, to L.A. Look, I get it from that standpoint. I just don't think. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think Chris Paul's a free agent. Why wouldn't they just bring him in? I yeah. think that's the – go ahead. I, I think so, too. It would be a lose, a, 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 a definitely a, a bad trade for the Washington Wizards. You don't get any picks back. 
you get Kuzma, who's regressed every single year. He was good his first two years, and then I read yesterday he averaged he – he had 18 points his rookie year, and then he averaged 12 points the last uh, two seasons. Uh, yeah. He's regressed a lot. Uh, sometimes it doesn't look like he's really focused on basketball. Like he's dyed his hair and he's like, you know, in the Hollywood life. So I, I wouldn't want him in D.C., yeah. to be honest. I think he's talented, but I, I wouldn't want him in D.C. He wouldn't fit. Taylor Horton Tucker, he's okay. And then Schroeder was really bad in the playoffs this year. Kuzma was bad in the playoffs. So he had, he, he had a 17% from the three-point line. He was 17% from the three-point line in the playoffs. They got exposed in that Sun series. Like they, they were getting blown out by the Suns at one point when Anthony Davis got hurt. And they had to rely on Schroeder. They had to rely on Kuzma. They were getting blown out by yep. the Suns. Like, it wasn't even a contest. So, basically, there's a reason why LeBron wants to get rid of these guys. LeBron does this every year. Every time the season ends when he doesn't win a championship, he tries to ship off some guys, some young guys, like he did with Brandon Ingram. Shipped all those guys for AD. Uh, he, he's a GM. That's what he wants to do. He wants to ship the stuff that he doesn't want to the Washington Wizards so he can get Russell Westbrook. And we're, we're not going to help LeBron out. We're definitely not doing that. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree. The only way that you even entertain that if you're Tommy Shepard and Ted Leonis is if Russell Westbrook flat out said, I don't want to be here, which as a Westbrook fan for his entire career, he's always been blunt and straightforward. When he wants out, mm-hmm. you know, he'll go. I don't know if you pay attention to the timeline with the Rockets, but when Woj actually tweeted out the, tw- the timeline with the Rockets, Harden wanted out first. But Russ right. went to Houston and said, hey, look, so you need to get me somewhere else. He was the first person to say something because that's just how he is. He's straightforward. He's blunt. He's not going to sugarcoat nothing. Look, you got to let me out. My, my homeboy let me know he wants out to Brooklyn, so I got to get out of here. There, right. It has been quiet on the Westbrook front. So in my opinion, I go with what Nina said a couple months ago. When Nina got into it with Stephen A. Smith, she, we <laughs> saw it. She put it on Instagram. He's happier than he's ever been. So if he's happier than he's ever been in D.C. and Tommy Shepard seems to love him and Ted seems to love him, there's no indication he wants out. So to me, I'm like this, this, the chance of him being traded to the Lakers is like slim to none. I'm not worried about it at all right now. Um, Rondo's cheaper. Chris Paul's cheaper. I don't know why you wouldn't go those routes uh, if you're the Lakers and LeBron. Um, as far as veteran point guard leadership, I just – I don't see it. it. There's no indication he wants out of D.C. And if he doesn't, you don't trade away Russell Westbrook if you're – if you're – you just had him part of the head coaching process. He spoke right. with West Onsell Jr. So why would you trade him now? So, yeah, um, I'm definitely happy we, we tackled this target uh, – or this, this subject again <laughs> because it, it – I'm trying to reel in my Westbrook fans, man. I'm trying to reel them in. <laughs> I'm like, calm down, guys. We're getting, we're getting excited well, for nothing. A lot of a lot. Of, I saw a lot of Russ fans say that they want him to go to LA so he can get that ring. You know, so I I saw that from a lot of Westbrook fans to get him out of DC. But uh, it, it's not gonna come cheap. You're not gonna just give us some some. I'm not gonna call these guys trash like Schroeder, but you're not gonna give us some some mid level players for a guy who just averaged a triple double and was you know almost a freaking. He was a, he got an MVP vote last year, and then arguably right. arguably could have been on all NBA team. We don't go 17 and six without Russell Westbrook last year. So uh, we would have been a bad team without him. But yeah, I, it, it's a no. We get, like you said, hang up the phone. Um, it's a no for me. Uh, so yeah, it, it's just that LeBron talking, trying to get some guys to come over to, uh, to his team and help him out and uh, get Space right. Jam free going again or something like that. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, but speaking yeah. of that, 
Uh, Speaking of that, uh, uh, I just want everybody to listen to the show to know that, like, obviously, um, Space Jam, you know, the producers, they chose the wrong person for Space Jam. They obviously should have chose Giannis, right? Yeah, uh, it's looking like that that way off of this year. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the defensive player, only only three players, defensive player of the year, finals MVP. And MVP, that would be Michael Jordan. Hakeem, the dream, Elijah one, and Giannis. So, obviously, they picked the wrong person for Space Jam. It shouldn't have been LeBron. It should have been Giannis. Yeah, that's true. Giannis is a funny guy <laughs> from what I heard. I don't know how his acting skills are, but him going to Chick-fil-A and ordering a 50-piece nugget, that, that <laughs> was pretty funny. Agreed, okay. agreed. Yeah, before we head out, I just wanted to name um, three bargain-free agents and just wanted to get your opinion on if the Wizards went after them. So, I'm going to name three guys. Um, four Concord Mocks from the 76ers, Jeff Green from Brooklyn Nets, and uh, Ben McLemore from the Houston Rockets. He, he was on the oh. Lakers this past year. So I just want to get your Benny Mack and threes. Yeah. Um, man, I want to say Benny Mack. I want to say Ben McLemore. I like his, his – he's also always moving. I just think it's so important for player movement with the Wizards. Um, he's always moving, and man, can he shoot. But I think Jeff Green would be the better – well, to me it's between those two. But I think Jeff Green would be the better get because he can be sound defensively. Uh, you know, he can hit the corner three. He can put the ball on the floor and attack a closeout. Uh, he's a vet. Um, I, I like all three choices. I think I'd lean towards Jeff Green. I mean, he's one of those players that's like, if he's on a team, he just helps you. He just does. Um, He's not flashy. Well, he, every now and then he'll put a poster out there, though. <laughs> but yeah, he will. Uh, yeah, he's not flashy. Uh, you know, he's not an all-star, but he just does things well. He can shoot a little bit, put the ball on the floor, play a little bit of defense, even block some shots. Um, as far as a, a bargain, I, I do think Jeff Green would be – man, if they can get Jeff Green and Ben McLemore, that'd be great. Because, um, man, Rockets, can, yeah, the Rockets again. Yeah. <laughs> Bring the Rockets to D.C. Uh, um, both of those guys worked well. I don't know if you watched some of those games, but both of them worked well with Russell Westbrook uh, mm-hmm. in Houston. Um, and Jeff Green also was uh, played uh, with Westbrook formerly as well. But, mm-hmm. man, he found Ben Macklemore all the time. So he's always moving, just like he found Garrison Matthews all the time. So I do like all of those. Um, you know, I, I, I saw that, you know, Washington is not one of the players on the radar for Reggie Bullock. And I was like, oh, uh, Shepard, man, what you doing? <laughs> what oh, you yeah. doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, looks like that's not one people are looking at, at least not so far. So, yeah, I agree with all three of those. Uh, I'd lean towards Jeff Green because he provides a little bit of what we need on both sides of the ball. Mm. Now, yeah, I, I love I love Jeff Green. You know, Georgetown Hoya did play with Russ uh, back in OKC in the beginning of their careers. And Macklemore is a good shooter. He's he, I, some people call him a bust because he was with the second or third pick of the draft, but he's actually carved out a good career. He's been in the league for about seven years now. Um, he played he did play with Russ really well in, in, with the Rockets, and he would be perfect because you know Russ gets to the basket so much that he creates spacing by or he would create you know easy threes for Ben. And then Forcon, I like I like Forcon because he killed the yeah. Wizards in the playoffs. Yeah, he did. He did. Killed him. <laughs> I mean, like we were like, you know, we was like, who who is this guy? Forcon. He comes in and starts hitting threes and threes. Out of the basket. Yep. He, did, he definitely. 
He did. Oh, Maxi killed it, man. Yeah. Don't get me started on Maxi too. <laughs> My goodness, I was like, is he Jordan? you know but all the time i'm like we got to take into the account that this is the wizards defense so like it's hard to tell like how good are these people um because the truth is russell westbrook and bradley bill like they're gonna let you go to the basket Uh, that's gonna happen that's gonna happen i'm hoping Wes unsells like look y'all gonna stop letting people get straight line drives to the basket that is killing the defense yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that definitely, uh, I like all three options. I think they all work. They can all shoot. I think Macklemore would hurt the most on defense, mm-hmm. but man, if you just need someone to move and shoot, I, my goodness, right. he'd definitely be great. Right. But okay. We're going to, we're going to wrap up here. So tomorrow, uh, guys or, or guys who are people who are listening, please don't forget to um, submit your answers to the mailbag. You can reply to us on Twitter on locked on wizards, um, or you can reply to JD at Westbrook gets a chip or me at Ed Two flat on Twitter. Our Twitter links are in the bio. So just make sure you guys reply for mailbag Monday and we'll, we'll probably do a mock draft on Monday as well. Cause the draft is coming up so quickly as next Thursday. Um, so please don't forget to do that. Um, before we head out, this show is brought to you by the live NBA Draft Show. Make sure you guys check that out. NBA Draft Goat Chad for Locked On NBA Draft host Rafael Barlow and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live. This year covering the NBA Draft is Locked On NBA Draft 2021. Brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow, follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Also, don't forget next week, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey. Featured analysis from the GOAT of NBA mock drafts, Chad Ford and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough. I locked on NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long stressful event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. All right, coming from your hosts, um, Ed Oliver and J.D. Jackson, you guys have a good one. Peace. Peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.